Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. All right, we're live. Welcome to Save the Cowboy. This is a sick pen for sinners, not a show ring for saints. Welcome. We are live broadcasting from, there's my associate pastor over there. Uh, we are uh, live broadcasting from Kiowa, Colorado. If you're not sure where that is, it's about 30 miles southeast of Denver. And we are glad that you are here. There's a couple of uh, fast, hard rules that we follow here at Save the Cowboy. Number one, it is, man, <laughs> this is not a funeral, okay? Yes, Jesus died. Three days later, he rose again. I can't, just me personally, I don't like going to churches where it's just like doom and gloom and you think that Jesus died again, you know? Man, we're going to, now we will talk about serious stuff, okay? We will talk about some serious stuff, but we can also laugh and we can have, we can find joy even in the hardest of things. So, because it is a joy to follow the Lord. To my left is Mr. Ty Weber. He is our ranch manager for Save the Cowboy. Save the Cowboy has Three ranches, two in Colorado and one in uh, Illinois, where we raise high-quality beef and give it to needy fa or hungry families. Not just needy families, but hungry families. So, uh, everybody say hi, Ty. How was that? Hello. Oh, <laughs> you didn't have to say hi, Ty. Well, I, first thing we've got to do is we've got to pray for the Tesser family in North Dakota because they got hit by a Kansas tornado this weekend. Old Mitch Gorman went to, went to visit them, so yeah. uh, hopefully they're okay. So, I don't know yeah. if we need to pray for Zach or Mitch. <laughs> but, we need to pray for Zach's wife. We need to pray for Lacey. Yeah, Lacey yeah, needs yeah. our prayers. <laughs> no. um, sounds like they're having fun. So uh, Mitch is out of town this weekend. Um, I want to... Uh, First of all, I want to say, uh, you know, the tank is full, guys. We got uh, Brittany and Bobby, and neither one of them are going to use much water. So uh, we joke about it, but, you know, if, if, you're, if you're thinking about getting baptized, it's, it's time to quit thinking and just do it. Um, it's a, you know, at what point are, you, are we going to stop thinking about committing to God and just commit to him and do it? And, and uh, so baptisms are, are amazing. For me, I, I'd, I love to see the transformation that that happens from it. So um, you've been thinking about it, just get it done. Amen. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, since I'm in charge of the, our ranching operations, um, I want to give a shout out to everybody who helps with, with that. And it's a big, big, big group of people. Amen. Um, not only our local people that, that actually, you know, help with the serving and the work. I want to thank Gary Noonan. I, I'm so glad you retired, Gary. Because, <laughs> so now we can work you like a sled dog. Yeah, he, we work in, he works like a dog, and, and he's good health, and he I, I really appreciate he it. Is. He is. He's he, handy. He spends a lot of time in uh, helping us and, and appreciate that yesterday. We got started on our pen. Yeah, because he can yeah. hold that panel up with just the toe of his boot about four inches <laughs> or, you know, two and a half feet <laughs> off the ground. Yeah, yesterday, so, so the, the posts we're driving for our pens are nine feet tall. Yes. Okay? And so you ha we had to measure down six inches from the top and mark it uh -huh. so that we— so that it would line up with the string when it got pounded. Right. It wasn't even fair. He, he, he could he reach could, the top of the he nine mark, foot. He could mark the line. Well, okay. I am so sad that I had, well, not sad, but I was moving my daughter yesterday because I would have loved to seen Koi and Ty out there. 
<laughs> yeah, we're doing it on the ground here. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. So, so yeah, that, that we're getting going on our pens up there, and uh, we've had the material for I think six years now, laying <laughs> laying back in the weeds, and and uh, you know that's kind of how we do things. We we have a good idea, and then things other things come up. Well, wasn't and, it from our first fundraiser? It was when when we did the arena. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, first yeah. fundraiser. Yeah. So anyway, we're getting going on that. It looks great, and and uh, but. Uh, the other side of, of the, the ranch is not only the, the local people that help us on that and our employees and everything, but it's the Long X Ranch Cowboys group. Um, that group is 230 strong or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, there's some local people that belong to that too, but, but it's a group that is, uh, you know, mostly online, and, and those people have committed to, to supporting the ranch every month through, through a donation and uh, a subscription. And without that, we couldn't do what we do. And so it takes everybody. It takes the local people, but it also takes that group. And, and I just want to thank them again. We thank them all the time, but, uh, you know, it, it, you know to, to run a ministry, it takes a lot of people and a lot of help and, 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 and a lot of giving. And uh, I just really appreciate that. So I'm going to do something right quick. Um, Daniel, will you do me a favor? While I'm talking, will you scan... Will you show everybody online more of than just us right quick? Listen, guys, while they're doing that, showing people online, let me tell you something. If you're a Long X Ranch Cowboy, 100% of your subscription cost, and it's anywhere, you get to choose your own from $10 a month to $500, okay? And if you want something different than that, I bet we can work with you, okay? But it's $10 to $500 a month. Every single penny of that goes to feed people. Okay, it, you, y'all, y'all watching online, you can see we're in an ag building, okay? We don't ask y'all for money so that we can have nice plush chairs and a million dollar building. We meet in here so that we can do good out there, okay? Yep. So that's why the Long X Ranch Cowboys is so instrumental in what we do, okay? It's not a place of tithe or anything. This is above and beyond. But from $10 to $500, how many lives do you think have been changed you couldn't count you, them. You know what? I know the bottom number, 230. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how many Long X Ranch Cowboys we have. We know that there's at least 230 lives changed because when you give yourself to something bigger than yourself and you know you have a part in feeding families all over this nation, man, that's what God asks us to do. So if you're interested in that, go to savethecowboy.com and click on Long X Ranch Cowboys. Read about it. It's great. We're, we looked forward to our first 50 and then our first 100 and our first 200. Man, my next goal is 500. And I'd love to see us reach that today if we yeah, could. Yeah, that'd be great. So that just means we can feed more people. Yep. With yep. every person we add to the Long X Ranch Cowboys is another person that we can feed. Now, tell, I mean, I'm not going to go into the specifics of it, but this economy today, you know, what used to cost us $500 to get a, a big... Steer butchered now costs us $1,300, okay? And we still do it for free because that's what God, that's what God asks us to do. So anyway, anything else before we get started? It for me. All right. Open us up in prayer. Morning, Father God. Thank you so much for today and all all these folks who come here to to hear your word, Lord. we have such an opportunity here to glorify you today, Lord, with, with, our, with our two baptisms, Brittany and Bobby, and all the others that are going to come get in the water afterward. Uh, Lord, we just ask you to bless them. We ask you to bless all those whose 
whose lives are being touched by Save the Cowboy. Please be with Kevin and all that he does, not just on Sunday morning, but every day and every night of the week while he's up at night thinking and, and praying and, and wondering what to do, Lord. We, everybody in ministry struggles with that, and, and they need extra prayers, Lord, from us, and, and, and they need your, your hand on them. Just be with anybody who's sick or hurting. The, the great Redeemer and the great Healer is right here because we're one or more gathered in your name, Lord. You're there too. So uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 If you have your, your Bibles, it's going to be a long time, but we're going to be in Galatians. So put your finger in the book of Galatians, and we'll be there in a minute. Listen, uh, <clears throat> the end of 2021 was horrible for me. Absolutely horrible. I mean, it was probably one of the probably most trying weeks that I've ever had in my life. It was terrible. And I think what really characterized how hard that week was is because God asked me to grow that week. I mean, he like, I think that God didn't cause these things to happen, but God double dog dared me to maybe do things his way instead of my natural way. See, on one particular day, I felt like I was conned out of $750 by a business where I got nothing of what I ordered. I got conned by a business. I had to put out a, well, at least to some, what seemed to be a wildfire running through the ministry. It wasn't, but emotions were high. I had to put out some ministerial fires. In the same day, I got conned out of a business, had to put out ministerial fires, and had to go to the Social Security Administration and the DMV. I got COVID. And on top of it all, well, this didn't happen this day, but it did happen this week. Then, on January 1st, 2022, I started off my new year by burying a cousin of mine that died of COVID in Texas. That was my week after Christmas. The last week culminated with a funeral on January 1st, right? And on top of, now that didn't happen this one day. But in one day, I got conned by a business. I had to put out a huge ministerial fire that ended up being, you know, nothing. Had to deal with Social Security Administration, DMV, got COVID. And finally, to end the day of all days, I went to a Mex Mexican food restaurant because that is my favorite, and I had to deal with a surly waiter. Do you know how bad I wanted to uh, um, pull the surly bartender off a tombstone with that waiter? And you know what? I was in the mood to do it. I was in the mood to do it. Because see, here's the deal. Growing is difficult. <laughs> Nothing grows easily. 
okay? There is struggle, right? There's difficulty. Here's what happened with the waiter. After a culmination of all of this, I guarantee you my blood pressure is a thousand over a thousand. And I sit down and Cammie has been trying to, it's okay, baby. It's okay, baby. It's okay, baby. While I'm pulling on my boxing gloves, right? We go to this restaurant and I just want to relax. I want a glass of water. I don't even want any caffeine. I don't want tea. I don't want anything that might raise my blood pressure. I just want to breathe and drink a glass of water. So we sit down at this restaurant, and this guy walks up, and he says, can I get y'all something to drink? I said, we would both like uh, water with lemon. He goes, we don't have lemon. And I said, do you have lime? Yes. Well, then that'll be all right. But I told you we didn't have lemons. I'm saying lime is, I'm saying, lime is fine, dude. Be great. So he says, okay. He walks off. He brings back the plain waters. But, you know, I'm thinking, okay, he's going to bring the little limes in that little, you know, stone bowl or whatever. You know, that's cool. No big deal. So he comes back to get our order. And he says, what can I get y'all to eat? And the first thing I say to him is, um, well, do you, do you have those limes? Because I haven't touched my water yet. I want the lime in it. I said, do you, do you have the, did y'all have those limes? He goes, rack of lamb? <laughs> Let me tell you something, sir. I will never eat rack of lamb, especially, especially at a Mexican food restaurant. I mean, I trust y'all to cook my food, okay? But we're talking about enchiladas and chimichangas, not rack of lamb. So I can feel my blood pressure, and underneath the table, this five-foot, hundred-pound redhead is kicking me. <clears throat> and I am, like, doing everything I can. And I said, no, I understand you didn't have any lemons, but I said the limes would be okay. He's standing there like this, and he goes... Good grief. And walks off. This is not the time, Jose! This is not the time! <laughs> oh my gosh. But maybe it's not what happens to us that makes the difference. Maybe it's not what happens to us that makes the difference, but in how we respond to what happens to us. Because you see... After I felt like I had been conned, and then they expressly told me that I was not conned because I just didn't read the fine print that says, once you give us money, we'll never give it back to you, no matter what. Okay? So maybe it's my fault. But I went out to my truck. You know what preachers are really good at? Using words. For better or worse. And I wrote a scathing Google review. Scathing. I got done and I felt justified. I felt like gladiator, right? But you know what I did? I deleted it. I deleted it. And then I thanked God for giving me the strength to do the last thing on earth that I wanted to do, and that was to delete it. 
We got to the Social Security Administration and the DMV without bloodshed or too many cuss words. COVID wasn't that bad. It was the fatigue that was worse than anything. The funeral was an amazing tribute to an amazing old cowboy. Oh, and the waiter? <laughs> well, we'll get to the old waiter later. There are four components. Listen, there are four components to growth that no one wants to hear. I mean, everybody, right? I mean, I can't think of a Christian that says, yeah, I want to be a Christian, but I don't want to grow in Christ. I mean, I think that that is kind of one of the unsaid biblical foundations is that we grow in Christ, and growing is never easy. As a matter of fact, I don't think a lot of people grow just for merely the fact that they know it's not easy. And quite frankly, we kind of live in a lazy world. Everything that we do is geared towards not making things difficult for us, but by making things easier. Easier. I mean, how many times do, do y'all hear me say we live in a push-button society? Oh, I've been doing laundry all day. I had to hit this button, and then I had to put it in another deal and push that button. Right? And I, I'm, I'm that way. I'm like, I expect when I do laundry... There's an unsaid rule that, like, deep down inside of me, I want a parade for me, right? At how hard did I have worked? And I mean, but, and I'm not criticizing. I've got a washer and dryer. Ask me if I want to go down to Kiowa Creek and do laundry. No, I don't, right? But we live in a push-button society. There's four components to growth that no one wants to talk about, and here they are. The first thing, I've already said it, it's difficult. Growing is difficult. To grow means you go somewhere that you've never been before. Think about that. To grow means you have to become something that you have never been before, and that's not easy. There's nothing easy about blazing a new trail. When I think about growth, I mean, like, I, I, I can't do the same imagery in Colorado as I can in Texas, and if any of you have ever been to West Texas, uh, Ty can tell you about my part of West Texas, when you, you, you can't see this light for the brush, right? And you're going to blaze a new trail. You've got to go in there and clear out all this brush, right? When the young boy asked his father which direction the new trail through the brush should go, the father replied, forward. And I think that's a key to growth. It's just being able to move forward even when you don't really know which direction you're going. Quit worrying about the direction and worry about the momentum, right? Because God can guide our direction, but he's not going to make us do it. You see the distinction there. God is going to guide our direction. The direction is not something that we need to worry about so much as just continuing to grow, to continue to move forward, even when it's difficult. And blazing a new trail, the only thing that is easy about it is right before you start, and it never becomes easy again. Alan Watts, who was an Episcopalian priest turned author, said this in 1951 in one of his books. He said, faith is a blind step into the unknown and uncontrollable. Faith is a step into the unknown and the uncontrollable. Because, see, we will never know the true nature of God. We, we can't fathom being, God being before time and after time, and he can be, he can be just as easily watching uh, 
you know, creation be made as watching creation end. He's outside of time. We can never know God in this while we're here. Faith is a step into the unknown and uncontrollable. The only thing that we can control in our faith is what we do with it. And you know what? God says, that's enough for you to do. To control what you do. To blaze a new trail. To take you from who you are right now. I mean, I want you to seriously ask yourself right now. Have I become all that I am capable of being? If you answer yes, this probably isn't the place for you. But if you answer no, I invite, I would like to be invited on your journey. I want to take that journey with you towards growth, even if it's hard. I don't care. You know what you call a faith that isn't growing? Dead. Right? What happens if a tree, after the winter's over, doesn't grow new leaves ever again? What do you call that? Dead. Something that isn't growing is dead. The key to growing is not to shy away from the difficulty, but to embrace it. But what do I mean by embrace the difficulty of growth? Which leads us to our second point. Is that if you want to grow, you got to do things that you don't want to do. You got to handle things in a way that is contrary to your natural reaction. You will have to do what you don't want to do in order to grow. You got to do what you don't want to do to get to a point that your natural self cannot take you. You got to do what you don't want to do. You know what real growth looks like? Doing things God's way not because you think it'll be a favorable outcome, but because that's how God said to do it. How many times do we fall from that right there when we say that, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to do it God's way just for the blessing. You're probably not going to get one. But if you do it because he's your God and you're his cowboy and you're willing to, you're willing to obey him, that's when the blessings come. But if you do things just for the blessings, you're probably not going to get them because you're not doing it for God. You're doing it for yourself. It's doing things God's way, not because you think it'll be a favorable outcome, but because you know that's how God said to do it. And you know that he's not going to lie to you because God cannot lie because he's perfect. A sin is anything that goes against the nature of God, right? Doing things God's way is about leading us towards him. If you will go, God says, do it this way, and it'll lead me towards, it'll lead you towards me. If you do things contrary to the way I say do them, man, you're going to get over there and get out of whack. You can't get to Canada by going towards Texas. And I know what some of you say, yeah, you can't you can go around the whole world. Be quiet. You know what I mean. You have to do. So what are some of these things that we have to do that we don't want to do? Well, how about this? How about repaying rudeness with kindness? Have we reached that point yet? Well, once in a blue moon, right? Repaying rudeness with kindness. How about treating others' mistakes with grace instead of malice? 
How do you how do you deal with somebody that's messed up? More importantly, maybe you should treat them the way you'd want to be treated if you messed up. How about this? How about checking in on someone when when all you want to do is to check out? Man, you've had a long, hard day. You just want to go home and have a good meal, hang out with your family for a little while, but in the back of your mind, something's telling you, hey, man, you ought to, you ought to call old Jose up and see how he's doing. Maybe he's having a bad day. Well, I don't want to do that. I'll do that tomorrow. No. When the Holy Spirit tells us to do something, in other words, it's always going to be contrary to what we want to do. Okay? How about this? Listening instead of talking. Man, I owe Jace Angus a, a, a huge apology. I do. Because he came over to the house the other morning. We had breakfast, had a really good conversation. And every time he would say something, I felt like I had to interject and encourage him. And by the time he left, I thought, you know what? I did a lot more talking than I did listening. And I apologize about that, Jace. We have to do what goes against our nature. Maybe we should talk. Or maybe we should listen instead of talk. Or maybe if... If you never talk, maybe you should say something when you're just used to keeping your mouth shut. Growing means doing stuff that you, doing the right things that you don't want to do, okay? But maybe none of those hit home. How about this? What about doing things that you don't want to do like maybe you ought to give yourself a break? Maybe you're so used to giving everybody else a break, but inside you just beat yourself up nonstop. Maybe you need to give yourself a break. Maybe you've been giving yourself a break and you have become the best in the world at making excuses and making them the truth. Maybe you need to be a little harder on yourself. Maybe you need to quit overthinking or stop comparing your life to somebody else's. What I'm saying is to grow, you've got to do something that you haven't done before. You've got to do it different. You can't get to somewhere different by doing things the same way as you always have. How about being humble? Who in here wakes up in the morning and says, my one desire that I cannot wait to do all day is to be humble? <laughs> well, we all kind of might want that, but that's, that's hard to do, right? I know it is. I know it is. But you know what? Humility is the trail that leads to the cross. Humility isn't putting others above you. It's putting them in front of you. Humility isn't putting somebody above you. Humility is putting them in front of you. Because I love how paradoxical God is. Because what did he say about that? He said, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Isn't that funny that, I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't want to say, I want to win. I want to be in first place. But first place to God is the person that's at the very end, making sure everybody else gets in before they do. Right? It's paradoxical. Humility is a trail to the cross. But probably... The thing that we don't want to do the most is prune. And that's the third thing. Pruning is always required for growth. Listen, there are things in your life, there are circumstances in your life, and there are people in your life that are holding you back from growing. Okay? Now, you probably aren't going to grow as a Christian by going to the bar seven nights a week and calling it a ministry by getting drunk with everybody. Okay? You're deceiving yourself. 
Okay? Pruning is always required. There are many who will try to hold you back, but there are a few that will urge you forward. Growth has to include pruning. You remove the things holding you back so that there's room for growth, right? So that there's room for growth. Including people. Including people. I I have, God has removed some people from my life I've made the conscious decision to remove some people from my life, not because I hated them or wished them bad, but that the old adage, as cliche as it is, this part is true. I don't care how many good apples you put on top of a bad apple. The bad apple will always turn the rest of the good apples bad. Okay? You got to get some of those bad apples out of there. And I know what you're saying, but wait a minute. Aren't we supposed to reach the lost? Yes, we are supposed to reach the lost. But that doesn't mean that we have to hang out with them and do the things that they do, right? I think of it kind of like this. There's kind of a professionalism to Christianity. And I know that this isn't, you can poke a million holes in what I'm about to say. If you can come up with something better, give it to me, okay? I'll listen. And if it's good, I'll congratulate you. If it's dumb, I'll tell you. Not really. I wouldn't do that out loud. Uh, (laughs) No, y'all could come up with something better than this. But the only thing I could think of is it's kind of like the teacher relationship with the student. You, You can get right down in there with them in order to help them grow. But that doesn't mean that you go to the bar with your student afterward. Okay. Now, if that student ever becomes a teacher, now you can hang out right? So that's kind of what being a Christian is like. You want to reach the lost, but you don't want to get down there in the pit with them. Let's just reach down and give a hand and pull them out. Introduce them to Jesus. Four components to growth that no one wants to hear. First thing, it's difficult. It's hard. There's nothing about growth that is ever easy. And if you will just embrace that right now and go, you know what? I'm going to have to do some things. Second, I'm going to have to do some things that I don't want to do in order to grow. And how do we do that? By pruning. We get rid of the things in our lives. The Bible says to, to take away everything that holds us back. We must do things that spur each other on towards love and good deeds. Pruning is always required. And finally, you cannot grow. There's two places you will never grow. In the past or in the future. There's only one place that you can grow. And that is today. You can't put it off till tomorrow. You can't go back in time and change anything. You have to be present in the moment in order to grow. You can learn a lesson by thinking about the past. You can make a plan for the future, but you grow in the present. We spend too much time in the past and the present that leaves no room for growth right now. You know, I firmly believe this. One day of action, one day of knowing that it'll be difficult, that you're going to have to do things that you don't normally have to do, that you may have to do some pruning in this process, but you do it today. That's what I mean by action. 
One day of action contains more growth than a thousand days of contemplation. You can't think your way. Listen, you don't become a better horseman by only thinking about riding horses. Where do you become a better horseman? In the saddle, right? The present. That's where you grow. You can make plans. You can, you can do some, uh, what do you, what do you, when you think about something, what's that word? You can remember, I guess. Recall, I don't know. I'm from, visualize. Yeah, you can visualize something from the past, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you can only grow in the present. You have to grow in the saddle. One day of action contains more growth than a thousand days of thinking. And listen, if you won't do it today, the chances of you doing it tomorrow are pretty slim. I'm not saying it's impossible, but don't put off to don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Instead of saying, you know what? When that guy at the DMV was rude to me and I was rude back, I'm not going to do that anymore. Next time I'm going to kill him with kindness. <laughs> well, good luck. Because you haven't grown until you do it. You don't grow by thinking about it. You grow by doing it. You don't become a better horseman by thinking about riding. You become a better horseman in the saddle. Oh. And the waiter? Hmm. You know what? I got massacred on social media whenever I shared the story of the waiter. Because you know what I did to him? I treated that dude like he was the king of the world. When he came back with the limes, I thanked him. Man, I really appreciate that. Sorry to be such a trouble. He didn't really say anything. When he ordered, I told him, please, I killed that dude with kindness. At one point, I even asked him how his day was going. I mean, I just, I tried to do what I didn't want to do. What I wanted to do was throw him in a pot of guacamole. But what I did was I killed him with kindness. And you know what? Online, people knowing that I'm a preacher, you know what else I did? I gave him twice the tip that I, give any, that I usually give anybody else. I doubled his tip. And when me and Cammie walked out of that place, he was coming around the corner, and the guy that rolled his eyes at me 30 minutes before now looked at me and patted me on the shoulder as I walked out and said, you have a good day, sir. I said, you too. You too. And people said that, that I tipped him better, that I was reinforcing his negative behavior by tipping him for bad service. I, I said, well, you know, he rolled his eyes at me. He still brought me everything I wanted eventually, right? She said, you just, what, what did somebody say? Something like, you, you just reinforce negative behavior. And I said, no, ma'am, I instill love. What he does with it is his, his business, not mine. I instilled in him with love. He waved goodbye. And how can I sum up all of this? I sum it up with Galatians 6, 9. 
you're one of those that underlines something in your Bible or make a note, here it is. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And we don't give up by knowing that it's difficult. We don't give up by knowing that we're going to have to do some things that we normal, that's not our natural reaction. It's not the way we have handled it in the past. We're going to have to do that. We're, we know that there's going to be some pruning, and we know that it, ha- it needs to be done right now. Not thought about later. Boy, it's better to do the right thing than to ask for forgiveness for the wrong thing, isn't it? And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, help us to see that we obtain your strength through our surrender. The surrender of of doing things your way, not our way. And we receive your grace by giving it to others. And we understand that, God, while you are unknowable in many ways, that doesn't make you unfollowable. And God, thank you for letting me make up words like unfollowable during the prayers and having the ability, even when the trail is so difficult, to find joy and love in your presence, and with your Son, guided by the Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have you ever dreamed of being a cowboy? Do you long to ride for the brand? If you're one of those rare individuals, then we at Save the Cowboy have something just for you. We believe that you are capable of more than you ever imagined. We are offering you the chance to ride for the Lord and save the Cowboys Long X Ranch. We can show you how to be stronger, go further, and ride harder than you ever thought possible. And you know what? We just happen to have a spot for a cowboy. You ready to saddle up? A Long X Ranch cowboy is a person wanting to take their relationship with God to the next level. Our cowboys strive to live a life worthy of their calling and help save the cowboy gather the lost and bring back those that have strayed away. Are you ready to take the outside? If so, go to SaveTheCowboy.com and sign up today. We'll be waiting on you.